I just want to document this because I can kind of feel like my brain getting less foggy. I know that might sound crazy, but like I'm as I'm doing this, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like everything is it's it's really working. Yeah. Like way more than I expected it to. So gratefulness, Derek, is it's it's gratitude. It cannot coexist with fear and anxiety. It cannot. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Eight Figure Agency Show, where a successful entrepreneur and a soon to be successful entrepreneur help you build an eight figure agency by documenting our successes and our failures. And today, Gary, I want to touch on a topic that I think is not spoken about enough in, in the business space. And I think I could be one of the people that helps change that dynamic a bit because I've been really struggling recently and I'm not prone to anything of this. And I'll explain what I'm talking about in a minute. But anxiety and stress. Um, I have no idea what's happening, but I have had chest pain, shortness of breath, pain down my left arm to the point where I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. Anytime I think about work, I struggle deeply. Um, Everything is fine. The business is going great. But every little thing, even as simple as a typical client message, throws me over the edge to the point where I literally want to stop everything I'm doing. Um, And today, I'd love to kind of talk through that, Gary, because I think it'll have a lot of perspective to the audience. And I think you might have some experience as well, um, if my... Yeah, with, with something like this. Uh, what are your thoughts around this? Um, and how can we kind of set the stage here for the audience? Yeah, so let's walk through. So you said things are going well right now, like things are moving in the right direction? Yeah, yeah, like everything is great. Like I, I don't know why um, everything is great, but for some reason, just last week, I started getting really stressed and anxious about the little things. And the next thing you know, I was waking up with chest pains and left arm was hurting and massive shortness of breath. And that hasn't stopped for over a week now. Yikes. Um, and, yeah. So it's not good, man. Um, okay. So let's, let's assume that it is the business. Okay. Cause it could be something else, right? It could be some other, some other physical thing that's going on with your body, but let's assume, cause I've, I've had that experience where I get the chest pains and it feels like all the weight of the world's like right here on your chest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it feels like, like it's like almost hard to breathe. Um, I, so I've, I've experienced that before. So there's a couple of things that, that has helped me with us. And I've gone through different cycles of them of like working through this. So first of all, um, I think the biggest thing, and I've had to relearn this a couple of times is that I am not defined by my business. My business is not me. And that's super hard when you're in it every single day, because we want to be known as entrepreneurs, right? We want to be Derek, the entrepreneur, Derek, the agency owner, Derek. And that's great when things are always on the uptick, but if things go wrong, clients aren't happy, those kind of things, then we, it, we internalize it, right? It's like, man, I'm a, I'm not doing good as a person because we, I, and I'll just tell you what I did. I made business my thing. Like that was me is my business. So when business was up, I was up. When business was down, I was down. And what I've come to realize is that I, I have a job just like everybody else. Now, yes, my job might be harder or might be funner or might be more impactful or it might whatever. Right. But everybody has a job and the job is not our definition of who we are. We're people and we have values and we have family and we have friends and we interact with people. That's who we are. And then we have these jobs that we do as well. And that's part of who we are, but not the whole thing. So that now I'll tell you where I struggled with this the most struggled with this early on when I grew the first time where I couldn't control as many things anymore and I had to rely on other people that really hit home because I was like, I am trusting me, my image to this person. 
And that was hard. Like I had to turn that corner and be like, no, not really. It's the company's image and I'm part of it and I play in a bigger picture. So that was part of it. And then the other area where I really struggled with this, Derek, and I didn't realize it is when I started stepping away from certain jobs. So I would step away from a job or a position in the company. And then the more I did that, the more I realized how much my image was wrapped up in the company because I would step away from the job. And then I'm like, I would have like almost like a midlife crisis where I'm like, wait, 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 who am I? Like, if I'm not doing this, who am I then? Hmm. And or who am I? How am I going to provide value? Or how am I going to? And I and, and it would it would cause a little bit of anxiety in me. And I had to learn how to deal with that where it's like, hey, if the company goes away tomorrow, I don't change, Derek. Like I am who I am. And you are, if your company went to, away today, you are the person that you are. And you would start another company or go get a job, <laughs> but that wouldn't change who you are as a person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I think for me, Gary, the, the thing is, I don't know if I've really struggled with that first part. I think maybe I do have a lot of my identity wrapped up in the business. But what's really interesting is is business is going great. And I'm feeling like this, which well, is... So one of the... When our business was doing the best and I was I had the least amount of responsibility, I started dealing with that. But the thing I had, is, I still have a lot. I have a lot of responsibility. Okay. I have three more. I have three other things. Go that ahead. Really Go ahead, me. please. I'd love okay. to hear them. Yeah. All right. So the next one is you have to unplug. Okay. So you cannot How? be working seven days a week, 10 hours a day, every single day. You can if you want, but then you're, this is, this is the byproduct. This potentially could be the byproduct of that. That's something that I dealt with is where for two or three years, I just grinded like, and it was great. Like I actually enjoyed it and the chase was really fun, but eventually I, my body just gave out on me mentally and you and I have talked about this before. Unplugging isn't taking your phone to the beach and working at the beach. Unplugging is leaving your phone at home and literally going away for like a day or two and not looking at emails, not looking at DMs, not looking at anything and allowing your brain to reset. You know, I, I just came back from a trip to Melbourne, Australia, actually. Um, I was there for five days and, and I tried to unplug, but I did, I did have my phone on me. I did slightly like very little work, but I tried to work very little and I, and I felt a little bit better during the trip. But what's funny, Gary, is the second I got back to where I'm staying and started thinking about work, I instantly felt that pressure again. I fell back into it. And, and now like I was on a sales meeting today and, and I almost, they were asking so many questions, honestly, easily closable sale. And I just gave up on it. I was like, Answer the questions. I said, "Listen, I think we're out of time." And I just, I was, I was almost gonna like start shaking. I was gonna like close the laptop screen. And and what's funny is I'm not prone to stuff like this. I've never had this happen in the past. I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm out of my element. I have, you know, I'm am still in New Zealand. I haven't been home for three months now. So maybe I just, maybe it's time. Honestly, maybe it's just time. But I, I don't know because what I'm, Gary, you know, my ambitions. You know, I'm what I'm trying yeah. to build. And 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 if this is where I'm at right now and it doesn't pass, I won't be able to build where I want to build. So I can't use this as an excuse or as a crutch, but it's caused me to be physically ill, like chest pain, yeah. shortness of breath. Like what else do you think might be? I got yeah. two other ones that helped me. Okay. So I'm going in these in the order, right? So one, the first one was not defining myself by the job. Mm. Number two is un actually unplugging like all the way, like actually getting unplugged for a day or two. And then next is removing distractions as you work. So here's what here's what was I would do. I would work. I'd be in meetings all day. So I'd have eight hours of meetings, back-to-back, back-to-back meetings, right? Plus, I was fielding emails and Slack and DMs all day, throughout the day. 
And so I have all this information flying at me all day and it was, it distracted me. My attention was spread. Now I thought I was being super entrepreneur, right? Of like, nope, I'm responding to everybody. I'm on top of everything. I'm not losing, nothing slipping through the cracks with me and I'm getting back to people right away and everybody's happy. But really what was happening is just divided attention. So something that really helped me was I'm going to check my emails at the end of the day. I'm going to check my text messages at these times. I'm not going to be checking DMs during these times. And if I'm in the meeting, I'm in the meeting. If I'm if I'm helping somebody, I'm, I'm messaging with somebody, then I'm messaging with them. And not allowing my scatterbrain, ADHD, entrepreneur all over the place be spread so thin because it does burn your brain out. Like it really burns your brain out. You know, I've been operating like that for a while. And actually Stella told me like, she, I'm crazy. And I said, no, that's how I work. Like I do that and it was totally fine. Um, maybe that's a piece of it. Maybe, you know, I've been doing it for so long and yeah, it was easy to keep up with it. But now that I have everything else going on and, and that new thing and all this other stuff that now it's to the point where it's too much for my brain to mentally handle where like jumping from the discord message and I was in the middle of writing a script and stresses me out to the point where it gets all those little things to come up and maybe it's just compounded to the point where it's unbearable. Yes, because in, in, in here, I'm going to present it in a different way. You have something that's going on, but you can't put your finger on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've wired your brain to be all over the map all the time and to mm-hmm. be able to go from emotional things like writing scripts to strategy to execution yeah. to sales. Yeah. Day in and day out and day out. And that's hard to do, even if you removed all distractions and all you had was meetings. <laughs> that's hard yeah. to do just to go from one kind of meeting to the next yeah. kind of meeting to another kind of meeting. That's hard enough, but you're doing it all at the same time. It's not a sustainable model. It's distract. You're honestly you're distracted, and then so then what happens is is you get anxiety. And, and again, I'm just talking about it from personal experience, Derek. So I'm not saying this is necessarily you or somebody else listening. I'm just telling you for me. Yep. Yep. Working that way causes anxiety, and you cannot put your finger on it. So that's yeah. so that's another one. Yeah. Everything. Cause, cause it's interesting. Cause, cause Gary, like I said, everything is fine. Like it's honestly better than it's ever been. Like everything is good. Like, yeah, we might lose a couple of clients this month, but I'm unworried because we got new ones, right? Like we have deals coming in, you know, team is doing okay, you know, better than we have in a while. And I I, I just can't, it, it hit me like a truck. Like I was fine. And the next minute, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was in the, I remember where I was, I was in the car and just boom, chest pain, shortness of breath, can't breathe, hard, hard to function and think. And my mind has been so clouded. And and it's funny because I not only can I not place it, usually whenever I get into a state like this, I usually know exactly what's causing it. Either I'm A, procrastinating on something big that I've been really worried about, or B, I'm just worrying or really anxious or stressed about a particular problem. But now when there is no problem and I'm not stressed or worried about something, I can't figure out what's causing it. So, I mean, I think I think that that's definitely part of it. Maybe a big part of it has been the fact that I've been, you know, now with everything else I have going on, jumping from thing to thing to thing, and that's hard enough as is, but not letting myself focus on one thing, kind of doing this 10% done, this 5%, this 1%, this 10%, and the day finishes and I'm not 100% done with anything and I'm still worried about all the little things, Cop- couple that with client messages and team things. What what else could it be? I think you said you had one more, right? I have one more, and it, these all tie together. Okay, so these are this next one I'm yeah. going to present is is actually on the same level of that one. So let me guess right now, which and I may be wrong on this, but again from just experience. So right now, when you communicate with everybody in your company, if something's wrong, you just slack them or you just text them, and then you say, "Hey, we need to fix this," and then you send this message and that message and this message, and then you're hoping 
that they remember and maybe you snooze it and you fall back up and you're so you're sending an email client email team email and so you're you have all day you have things that break broke broken 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 and then text 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 out right okay so here's what my recommendation is and this will help out big time with this and this will help back to the distractions stop doing that don't send messages to people have one-on-ones with people have a file for that one-on-one and when something's broken ooh that's broken put it into your one-on-one with them and then if something isn't going right, put it in there. If something goes good, you want to put it in there. Then when you meet with them, hey, Derek, how's it going? Great. All right, we got these things to go over. And and that doesn't mean you can't slack somebody for a password or something. Hey, I needed help with this or whatever. That's different. I'm talking about where you got all these things going on, all these things that are going wrong. And I realize sometimes you need to reach out to people like, hey, this is a client thing. We need to take care of this. This has urgency. Those are going to happen. But you're creating urgency when you're messaging everybody all the time, trying to fix things, you're creating urgency for no reason because it doesn't matter if it happens today or in three days, right? Like, So what you mm. do is instead of having a 10 messages a day, now you're just making notes. So then when you have that meeting, with the, have that one-on-one or with a client, then you can just follow all up with it right there in the meeting. Yeah, you know, I think for me though, it's more so the little things. So like it is the client notification, like, hey, there's a typo here. Hey, you know, can we have this change done, this change done? And so couple that by like the 12 or 15 accounts that we manage now um, every day, daily, you know, review the videos, all that stuff. And and I'm not complaining. Like one thing I want to yeah. know, I don't want anybody to think who's listening is like, oh, Derek, this kid, he's got all this stuff and, and he's doing all these things and he's complaining. No, I'm far from it. In fact, I'm trying to figure out why, this is happening so I can do more and I can, cause I know that where I want to go, I need to do more. Uh, and it's just not sustainable to do more the way that I'm doing it. So Gary, can I ask you a question? Could it possibly be, I think underlyingly, I know what it could possibly be. And it's a mix of everything. Cause everything you're saying, like this part, little, this part resonates from half of what you're saying. This part resonates from the other half of what you're saying. And obviously I think I have to apply the lessons to what I'm going through and anybody listening, if you're in the same boat as me right now, kind of do the same thing for yourself. But Could it be also possible, I think a big part of anxiety is coming from the fact that I know that to really grow a business, I have to step away. And what I mean by that is I'm struggling to delegate properly. I'm struggling to make that next leap, which is both financially and both emotionally of like letting go of certain tasks in the business, hiring a full-time client success manager, hiring Uh, somebody to do all those things and just delegate it out and then not have to go step by step. So in other words, I'm getting hit with it in two ways. One, I'm worried that doing that is going to be too much for me and managing them is going to be too much. It's a whole different ballgame. The other part I'm worried about is that by doing it, not only am I going to spend a big chunk of change and risk that money, but I'm risking the relationship I have with my current clients now. And that's a big piece of anxiety that I've been having recently as well. But it's becoming a thing where I'm doing so many little things, even with you know now having a business partner. Um, it's I'm doing more little things now than I was doing it on my own, which which is ironic enough. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that topic? Yeah, no, 100%. That's, that's business is you take two steps forward, take a step back, two steps forward, step back, two steps forward. I've been doing this. I've been stuck in a cycle like that for about probably a year and a half, two years where we're just like, yes, and then move backwards. Oh, man, we just had a bunch of tr- Oh, now, great. We had the biggest month. Now, okay, now step back. That's part of it. And to be honest with you, it's going to get more complicated. It gets more complicated. When you hire your first account manager, it gets more complicated because you're going to realize I don't have the systems <laughs> for yeah. an account manager. I don't have a way to hold them accountable. I don't have a way to implement these systems. 
And that's going to be the next thing that you have to figure out. And this is, this is where we have talked about this before is that you, as, as an entrepreneur, like as you go through these things, it is really, really, really hard. Like it's hard. Most people don't want to go through this. It's actually easier. And I've had these, these conversations early on, Derek, a little bit past where you are at right now, where I was like, I can make more money as a consultant. Yeah. yeah. Just showing up and saying, hey, I'll charge you 5,000 bucks. I'll show you how to do it. Having four clients. Yeah. And and that would be great. But then do you want to know where the stress comes from that? The stress comes from that when two of your cons- consulting contracts say, hey, we don't want to work with you anymore and your revenue disappears by half. And it's like, oh, stink. So now you have this pressure on the other side. There's pressure. And in, in, in this is what I've learned in life. is like, no matter what you do, there's going to be pressure. No, always. Yeah. There's always going to be pressure. And again, these frameworks that I just presented to you are like, this is how you deal with the pressure in the position that you're in. But again, for me, like for me, Derek, like I love, I love God. I love my family. I love what I do for work in that order. So like if work disappeared or I became, I've thought about this before, like what if I became disabled and I couldn't work anymore? Well, I'd still have a lot of stuff I could do for God and I have a lot of stuff I could do for my family, right? And that's that's what, what I would have to do. Would I be incomplete? I'd probably get bored, right? Like I'd probably have to figure out some other things to do, but like I'm my work is not everything to me. There's a lot more out in my life just besides work. Now I happen to love what I do too, like you do. Like you really are passionate about what you do, but I can't allow it to drag me into the dirt, um, so to speak kind of where you're you're living right now and I've 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 gone through that cycle probably three three times maybe four times where I've gone through that cycle. I remember during COVID was like that. Um it was so stressful. Like the stress was un, unbearable. Yeah. Like I go back and watch videos of me now back then and it was just like but here's the honest truth on the other side, Derek. I've had stuff happen with my family that was hard like that. That sent me into depression. Right? Like so you're going to have those things they're going to happen in life and you have to kind of figure out how to go through it. The other thing that really helps me, Derek, that I, I pray a lot, like I pray in the morning and I I go and get outside and, and just think about how grateful I am for everything and gratitude and fear can't live together at the same time. So mm-hmm. this is something that I've learned that like when I'm being, when I'm actively being thankful, like, man, look at this. I have a house. I, this morning, I went through this this morning. Man, I have this house and I live in this nice neighborhood. And I never thought I would live in a neighborhood like this. And I have my car there. And inside my house, I'm sleeping is my family. They're all healthy. And I can see, and look at the sun coming. It's like beautiful. And there's all these problems in the world that I could focus on. The politics and, and the, the wars and all these things would be so easy to focus on. But as I was sitting there being grateful... I couldn't think of anything else besides being grateful. Now, when I start thinking about the news and the war and the economy and the and this and that, what's going to happen? Is this person going to stab me in the back, or is this person going to, you know, you know, leave the company and they might leave the do the da, 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 da. I can't be grateful at that time. So they they can't coexist, and that that is something that's really 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 helped me from a from a mental standpoint. Yeah, it's actually a really good point. Um... You know, I never imagined that I would be in this position. And when I say that, I'm talking about everything. 
like I always knew that I was going to do some big things, but now that I'm actually doing it, not that it looks a lot different, but there's just so much exciting new things to learn. And, and it's funny because a part of me knows that this is part of the process. And like in two years, I'm going to look back and be so grateful for this because, and you gave me this perspective, third of the time, things are amazing. Third of the time, things are bad. Third of the times, things are like, okay. This is lower than bad. This is just, this is like, I've got, I'm sitting here and you probably tell like, I've got pressure right here, like all here. And like my chest is really tight. Like it's brutal. And I never imagined I would be in this position. The second part of that is like feeling this way. I never was prone to this. I was never prone to stress or anxiety. I was never the type of person to, to have these feelings. And I've been speaking to a couple of different people every now and then. And, and I've been hearing that they all struggle with it. Specifically, and ironically enough, you know, agency owners, a couple of my clients that I've been seeing this kind of floating around, especially recently. Look, bottom line, and for those listening, it might help. I don't know the solution. And I think, Gary, you, you did help. I think you helped share some perspective and not necessarily things that, you know, myself and those listening might not have already known, but they're just a little things because there was, a, as you said before, that we need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. Like even something as simple as like, hey, take a second, Ask yourself what you're grateful for and realize that when you're thinking about what you're grateful for, you can't think about what's worrying you and just be in that state of do mind. That. So let's work through that. What are you grateful for? Like, what are you like? Wow. <laughs> um, I'm grateful for my family. I have the best family in the world. They're very supportive. They love me very much. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to do what I do today. And does everybody have that no. in the world? No, no, definitely not. I'm very lucky That's and a I'm very grateful. That's a big time blessing. Yep. Yeah. I'm very grateful to be in the position to be able to run a company, to have the freedom that I do, to be able to do something like go to Melbourne for five days, to be financially stable enough to do something like that, to to not have to worry about, you know, anything on that side of things too much. I'm very grateful to be in that. This is working. Holy crap. It's working like right now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so does everybody have that, that? Does everybody have that, Derek, in their life? That's no, definitely the, not. No? Okay. So what else are you grateful for? <laughs> Uh, I'm very grateful for my health as well. I'm healthy. Yeah. Um, I'm very grateful for my. You yeah, have cancer? No, God forbid, no cancer. Yeah. I'm, do you, do I'm you have? Do you have any like ailment that you were born with? Some weird thing that was genetically passed down to you? No, no you're healthy right now. Is everybody? Does everybody have that? <laughs> no, I'm very blessed. I'm very grateful. Yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah, that's really good. That's a big one. Like you yeah. could. I've done this one before, Derek. Is like my eyes work. Wow. Yeah. My eyes work. Yeah, I my, could see. I could hear. My, I could taste. I could smell. My lungs yeah. work. My heart's beating. I'm not telling it to beat, but it's beating. Yeah. I can think clearly. Like there's been times in my life where I couldn't think clearly because I was like so depressed yeah. and I couldn't do anything. And right now I can think clearly. And you can go through your whole body like that, right? Like there's so many blessings. Okay, what else? What else are you grateful for? <laughs> well, this is really helping. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, like I can feel. I just want to document this because I can kind of feel like my brain getting less foggy. I know that might sound crazy, but like I'm as I'm doing this, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like everything is it's it's really working. Yeah. Like way more than I expected it to. So gratefulness, Derek, is it's it's gratitude. It cannot coexist with fear and anxiety. It cannot. Now, if you were in such a bad state, Derek, that I said, Derek, tell me what you're grateful for. And you're like, Gary, I don't I really don't want to do this right now. I I just can't even think about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I can't even then you're in a bad spot, right? But you can. You, you can work through it and it can't, they can't coexist. It's very, very true. And so you, there's, there's some, probably some things going on, whether you can put your finger on them or not, that are causing this anxiety. We probably listed some of them. There's probably some other things going on as well, but the, the practice of just being grateful and, and here's the other thing, Derek, I know that as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we're like, I can work my way out of this, right? Like <laughs> yeah, I can, that's me. Yeah. Okay. I can work my way out of this, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. But but there's some things that are given by God and God alone, like your health, which you said, that is not something that you like earned or something. There's kids that are born that don't have sight, that don't have hearing. Your your family, there's kids that are born with no family. They're put in an orphanage and they they have issues from it and people hurt them and like you don't have you didn't have that. You know what I mean? Like you you had a different experience. These are things that you can be grateful for that were not earned by you, but that were just given by God to you and that you can be grateful for and your eyes working, your ears working, all this stuff. These are, that's huge, like huge, 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 but it's easy to overlook it. Uh, it, I mean, I know I do, I do all the time where I just get focused right now on trying to get things done. And, um, that's, that's, uh, but it it works, Derek, daily gratitude of just praying and just being thankful really does clear up your brain. Yeah, I think I think um you know to put it the way Hermosi puts it all the time, I think the the game quote unquote is trying to teach me a lesson. Um and it's it is a unique time in my life as well. There's a lot happening, you know, my personal life, so like all those fun things and uh uh mixing that with the business and uh it's some distractions, some not distractions. I think what I'm learning is that you know, number one, to never judge yourself. I think, Gary, you were mentioning that in the beginning, like never judge yourself. If you feel like you need rest, you shouldn't judge yourself for taking that rest. And it's ironic because it's something that I preach often, but I think I've been out of my element for so long that I forgot about that. Like, you know, I've been out of routine and and that type of thing. But, you know, the second thing you mentioned there, Gary, was, you know, look at what you're working on, right? What can you delegate? What can you get off of your plate when you do have things on your plate? Make sure you're not distracted, and I am extremely. Make sure that when you're replying to messages, you're focusing on that. When like, And again, like I said, Stella's been talking to me about that for a while, but it's been really difficult to transition out of it because every time I get a message, I feel so much urgency to fix it because it's like you get a message, and I'm instantly like, okay, if I don't answer this, what's going to happen? My clients are mad. Do you want to know why you feel that yeah. way? Yeah, please. Okay, so here's, the, here's the, like, the psychology behind it. It's crazy. So you get a dopamine hit for fixing things. It gives you, it gives you great, like it makes you feel good. Just same. It's the same dopamine that when you post a picture and it gets a hundred likes on it or a thousand likes on it, right? Same as that. It's the same dopamine as when you, people gamble, the gambling and the dopamine that you get from gambling and you win a little bit and then you lose a lot and then you win a little bit, right? That same, it's the same dopamine from drugs and alcohol, same dopamine. So that dopamine hit from when you, someone says, my thing is broken, Derek, or Derek, I need help. And you fix it. That's a dopamine hit. It's a short-term dopamine hit. But what you've done is you've overextended it, right? What happens if you overextend social media and you're just always chasing new likes and it eventually it makes you feel like empty. And so now what you have to do is, this is my recommendation to you based on my experience. I would, I would block schedule twice a day. This is when I'm responding to um, my DMs and my emails and those kind of things. I would do it once in the middle of the day once in the afternoon, when you get really good at it, you can do it once in the afternoon and I would turn off all notifications, everything. Every single notification would be off. I have I have on my iPhone, I have uh, GSD on the settings up here, you know, where you can, up at the top, you can um, you can change the little, the little notifications. I have one called GSD, it's called Get Stuff Done mm. and it turns off every notification, everyone. Mm. Nothing's buzzing me. Nothing's dinging at me. When I figured that out, it really helped me get some mental clarity. Yeah. Yeah. That's really helpful. I think that's really helpful. I think I have to, I think I, 
long term, my solution is I have to figure out how to delegate. I have to figure out how to remove myself from certain aspects of the business. And I have to give myself space and time. And I have to not put so much urgency because I'm not performing brain surgery or heart surgery. I'm making videos for a living. Yeah. So what like, happens What happens if you don't? What would happen if, if a, whoever, whoever, client or team messages you at 10 and instead of responding right away, you message at 12 or they respond, they send a message at one and instead of responding right away, you respond at three or four. What would happen? Well, you know, this is this. I'm just going to be vulnerable, like what's in my head. At first, not much. And recently, I've been kind of taking longer to reply. But my fear is over time, they'll think we're not fast enough, we're not good enough, our service is good enough. They'll start questioning whether we're doing business with us is actually worth it, and they'll go to a competitor. And that's my underlying anxiety. And then when one person does that, that'll trickle down to the others, and then that will lead to the whole company failing. I guess that's the root of a lot of pressure and anxiety as to why I feel so much urgency to check my phone first thing in the morning, to check the message, especially, especially Gary, that I'm in New Zealand and I'm 17 hours ahead. So when I'm waking up at 6 a.m., it's like 3 p.m. Eastern U.S. time the day before. So clients will often message us at 7 a.m., 8 a.m. their time, and I'm not getting back for 10 hours a day. So, like, I'm doing that not out of necessity. Yeah, but that's a logistics problem. So, you live in a, you, you've decided, it's a personal decision, you've decided to live in a place in the world but that you're not doing business, which means you either have to live with that, right? And just be like, that's just what it is, what it is, or start changing your schedule where you're up when your your clients are up. And working when your clients are working. Yeah, or hire somebody to manage that. Like, you know, or hire or yeah. just systems and but hiring that's, people in place. But Derek, but that's going to cause another level of anxiety because now you'll be managing somebody else on the other side of the world that will be working while you're sleeping and vice versa and they won't have the systems. So it's not just that, right? <laughs> it's not just a who in this particular instance because the the problem you're dealing with is internal, not external. Yeah, yeah. You think yep. it's external, but it's actually internal. And so you're going to have the same problem unless you learn how to build a framework to deal with it. Sounds like it's time to go home, Gary. That's, that's what I'm hearing. My <laughs> that's an easy. That's an easy. Thing. That's an easy fix. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. I think this was helpful. I think I'm going to do some reflecting after this. I might take some time um, and just you know not judge myself for taking the time, but like really take some time. Like put my phone, lock it in a box, turn off my computer. Like really, really take some time. Uh, and see what I can do about that. Um, I really hope that for those of you watching and listening, I know this was a very vulnerable episode, but I think it might help a lot of people because I think a lot of people, not in a in a in a in a horrible way, but they suffer in silence. So oftentimes people won't talk about stuff like this, and I think it's my responsibility to talk more about it because I I think that part of the human experience is is going through something like this, and I think more people go through it. Than everybody a lot goes. Of people, yeah, no, everybody, yeah, I think every every the entrepreneur people goes in the world. It. Yeah, they, go, they don't go, show go watch video. Go watch videos on uh, Elon Musk shows it. Go watch videos on Elon Musk talking about this. He's like, uh, starting a car company from scratch, you know, and building it is really, it's really hard, really stressful. And then doing rocket ships, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's 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 talked about it, and it's it it can it can break you, Derek. Like it can really break you. For me, I didn't talk about it at the time, and there wasn't really anybody online talking about it either. Um, yeah, yeah. it was just something that I had to deal with, but I agree with you. It's, it's part of him being a human. And then on the mean, and, the, and then the reason the gratitude part's so important, Derek, is guess what? There's people who work a nine to five that feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably not watching the show, but there's people out there that work a nine to five that feel just like you do that feel the anxiety, that feel the pain. How am I going to pay my bills? What happened to my kid? Da, 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 da. And it's, it's hard. Like, like that's part of part of life is going through these hard things 
and learning how to deal with them. And some people never learn how to deal with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's unavoidable. Like the longer, the more, the more I go through life, I think the more I see that it's unavoidable. And I think that the people that say that they never have this are lying and that they're not comfortable to share about it, which is fair enough. It's their opinion. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. I think this was very helpful. And I hope to those of you watching and listening that you guys found this valuable. Um, and uh, I'm not going to plug anything else right now at the moment because I don't think that that's appropriate in this episode. I just thank you guys for watching and listening. Buy my course you... for nine ninety nine. <laughs> go, go buy our course on how to manage stress and anxiety for five hundred ninety nine. No, but no, but in all seriousness, guys, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate your time, and and don't feel like you have to suffer in silence. If you guys ever need anybody to speak to, you can always DM us. You can DM me at Derek Marashek. I'm sure you can DM Gary at the Gary Bird. I know Gary's very good at, at talking through things, as you guys can see. Uh, or just message Eight Figure Agency Show on Instagram. We're here to help as well. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. And um, yeah, peace out. Peace out.